When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life, where relationships expert Judy K. Herman and her guests share insights that can help you move through conflicts in your 9-to-5 jobs and your 24-7 lives. Crack the clarity code and create deeper connections beyond the messiness of relationships. Here's your host, Judy K. Herman. In this episode, you'll be inspired by my guests, Kyle and Ariel Tresh. They are a young entrepreneurial couple who continue to thrive in their relationship and businesses together. They share about a dark place in their marriage and a much-needed shift in their beliefs. And in doing so, they pioneered a brand-new approach to doing life and business in a way that has allowed their relationship to flourish and their businesses to skyrocket. Today, they are founders of a coaching company called Couplepreneurs, where Kyle and Ariel equip other entrepreneur couples with the proven strategies to scale their businesses while going on more date nights than ever before. Let's listen in. Kyle and Ariel, it's so good to have you on Better Relationships, Better Life. I was really drawn to the fact that you two are a young couple and you help other couples and in business, you're an entrepreneurial couple. So I am just, um, I'm excited to meet you. So tell folks who you are and, and how you help. Oh, thank you so much. We're excited to be here yeah. with you too, Judy. We love your podcast and we know that we're going to dig into some stuff today that maybe people have never heard before on any other relationship podcast. So we're so grateful to be here. Yeah. Um, I, as Judy said, my name is Kyle. This is Ariel Tresh. And, and actually, would you mind doing the honest? Yeah, yeah. Tell her so, who we are. What, do we, what the heck do we do? So <laughs> sort of behind the scenes for like the last 10 years for a variety of different coaches and companies and helping them make six and seven figure leaps in their businesses. Um, so with that in mind, we then came together, decided to join forces and actually work with entrepreneur couples where we can help help them market their business and scale their business so they can reach a level where um, not only are they reaching tons of people, they're impacting tons of people, but they're actually able to, um, you know, sustain a really thriving relationship the whole time and actually free up more time to spend together and just keep, keep first things first while they're building their businesses. Amen to that. Yes. That is amazing. You've got, you've got to tell me, I know y'all have been, you've known each other for quite some time before you actually got married. Mm -hmm. Share with us the origin story. And I'm, I'm curious, like how you met, how you came mm -hmm. together and, you know, how, and I'm very curious about like your families, like were they entrepreneurs and so on? Like what groomed you to be where you are right now? Yeah. So um, I'll cover like how we met and then I'll kind of let you take the, sure. take the rest. Yeah, but um, so how we met, we actually met in, um, in, was it sixth grade, mm -hmm. sixth grade. And um, wow. Wow. Yeah. I got to hold that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sixth grade. Now, are you, are you a boyfriend and girlfriend in the sixth grade? 
So not in sixth grade, but in eighth grade, we actually dated for, uh, what was it? Three months? Uh, yeah, really three good. Months. Three months, if you can believe it. Yep. <laughs> and we were really good friends. And during that three months, um, you know, I actually broke up with him because he was a little clingy at the time. Yeah, as as most, you know, 14-year-old boys are. You think like, oh my gosh, she's the one. I was so smitten. And I was, <laughs> a, I was a strong, independent, you know, 13 or 14-year-old. And I, was, I, I wasn't having that yeah, at that time. So much, for sure. <laughs> So that's how, that's how we met. Um, and we actually then after, after we did break up at that time, we remained friends through high school, but we were um, kind of distant. Like we didn't see each other a lot, but anytime we did, we would talk for like four, five, six hours, anytime we saw each other. So we always had a pretty good connection. Um, and then it wasn't until like after um, when we were both kind of towards the end of college that we really reconnected and started to, we called it hang out because at the time we weren't really ready for a relationship. So we were yeah. just hanging out for about a year and a half before we actually called it a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you go to the same college together then too? No, no. no. Okay. No. So here's what happened in between that. <laughs> so we remained, like Ariel said, we we remained friends all through high school, but we were just on different paths and we always had a good friendship and respect for yeah. each other. But out of high school, I decided against my grandmother's wishes to tour in a rock band was <laughs> for like the whole time. So I, I went to about a semester of college, then I dropped out of college to tour in a rock band and I got out of tour and um, just Ariel and I just stayed in contact with each other because yeah. we just always could, we just had a, that type of synergy in our relationship yeah. where we could just be ourselves in front of each other yeah. and that wow. just maintained the relationship. And yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, Judy, this is something we don't normally share, but it's so crazy our very first quote unquote date that we went to, to, and I hesitate to even call it that. When we started hanging out together after I got off tour in a rock band, we, it was, I'll just paint the scene. We're sitting on a dock at, at, on Lake Erie, which is in a, in a lake in Ohio where we were yeah. originally from. And yeah. we like the stars are out. It's about like two in the morning and it's like, all oh, like cozy and romantic. And I look at her and we didn't really like each other at the time. And I look at her, I'm like, you know what? this would be a really romantic scene if we actually liked each other. Like this would be really romantic, right? And I secretly liked him. So I was a little sad when like, he said that, but I was like, okay. So clearly the 14 year old clingy guy has died at this point, right? So, uh, so, you know, but here's what's crazy. Years and years later, would you know that that is the same exact peer where I actually proposed yeah. to her? That sounds so romantic. Yeah, really now does. that- that was my way of making it romantic. <laughs> years and years later, we finally made it. And it was so, it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so anyways, like that, that explains how we, we met. And yeah. did you have any other questions about that? Well, I, I just think it's very interesting because you basically grew up together, basically, yeah. right? And you've kind of, and you've evolved to this point. But there, there was a, a time and maybe you could go there right away because- sure. I mean, people that are listening to this, uh, folks, you know, there, there's some real issues in the marriage and there's, you know, they're trying to do business or one's trying to do a business and, and there's so many things and they might look to, you know, a couple like yourself and think, oh, they don't have any issues or any problems, mm-hmm. but uh, share with us maybe, yeah, what you had shared about the communication and, mm-hmm. and not yeah. being able to like, or not maybe maybe not knowing how to disagree or have an argument uh share with us that kind of transition you went through oh my gosh yeah this is where it gets real right like this yeah this is where we shatter the belief that we're this picture perfect couple and just be honest with our audience because 
up until that point, up until actually getting married, we really were not that couple that would fight. And that's, we were that annoying couple. However, when we did get married, things did change very drastically. And well, I, I do want to hold this for just a minute. Sure. Like, was it not okay to disagree or like, oh. because some folks would come and they don't fight because maybe their family of origins, it was mm. just too much to, it wasn't emotionally safe to agree, uh, disagree. And I didn't know if either one of you maybe came from families where you just don't fight. There's this peace. Neither one of you felt comfortable with it or they fought behind closed doors. I kind of want to know those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. Great, great question. Yeah. That, you're asking questions no one has ever asked us, which I oh, love. Good. <laughs> this, is, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say that um, I, we actually, at least for me, I did definitely come from a family that there was a lot of fighting. So there mm -hmm. was definitely a, um, a fear of confrontation, I think mm -hmm. on my part. Mm -hmm. However, I will say in our earlier stages, we didn't just honestly didn't have the opportunity to fight. Like we, in a sense that like, we really did just gel so well that there wasn't a whole lot of um, disagreement. There wasn't a whole lot of um, tension between us. But um, uh -huh. I mean, obviously, like, like I said, that did change after we got married. Yeah. And, and, and let me, I guess, just to normalize it more, it's not like we were picture perfect. It's not no. like we never had disagreements or fights. Like we did a couple times when yeah. I was... Um, you know, I'll be but honest. Well, like you did we, break up in your history, right? You had yes, to have exactly. <laughs> we fought. We fought then for sure, and then we did have other fights too. Yeah. Um, usually, that did kind of tie back to both of us neither really wanting a relationship, but we kind of had this one to just burke automatically. So Ariel did, doesn't have this issue, but Kyle over here, coming off of being in a rock band and having tons of friends um, of the female origin, <laughs> um, yeah. as, as like in my cell phone, that was a problem earlier on yeah. where I wasn't, I wasn't man enough at the time to commit to one person. So like I, I had like one door open in my mind to talking to other girls at the time. And that would cause tension. That would cause fight. We had about three fights period, like yeah. before our marriage. And it was around that. And that, um, as as bad as it was, it taught me to not be so stupid yeah. and to uh, really learn that I have someone that is, I, I didn't like, we, I didn't do anything like crazy, but just the discussions I had with other girls was not yeah. good. But I learned over time and God had really worked in my heart over time to respect the amazing gift of Ariel that he was giving me to the point where I just like weaned myself off of all that stupidity. So well, then I did that what? prior to I our marriage. This is a perfect example of what really conflict is all about. It is like, I look at conflict as an opportunity for growth yeah. and, and that you two have each other and then you really value, you know, the, and, and want to respect. And I love it how y'all are even looking at each other as you yeah. share this story like <laughs> that. So, so trust is so essential, isn't it in business? Yes. And also in your marriage relationship. So maybe you can mm -hmm. speak to that because what you're holding now and what your your business is all about, uh, couplepreneurs, like helping couples mm -hmm. have solid relationships and solid businesses. Yeah. How speak to the aspect of how crucial is trust in both of those arenas? Mm. Oh my gosh, it's so crucial. It, so we started discovering that as soon as we got married yes. and we kind of entered into what we call the anti-honeymoon phase. <laughs> you know how a lot of marriages, they had the honeymoon phase where everybody's so happy. We had the exact polar opposite experience where we went from having pretty much a honeymoon relationship mm. and going into just a lot of tension and fighting because here's yeah. what happened. Here's what's happened. Yeah. We had the dream wedding in the Bahamas, which we've always wanted to put on. We were able yeah. to bring our family there and like have just an amazing time. And we had this like 
huge high. We knew that God brought us together for a purpose. Yeah. We knew that. We didn't know what it looked like, nor did we know what would happen next. As <laughs> soon as we got married, we got back home and I jumped into growing my digital marketing consulting business, which I, have, I had at that point for many, many years, working behind the scenes for a lot of companies, helping them scale by millions in revenue. And Ariel jumped into her business, which helped other coaches grow organically online. So I was mm. working primarily with companies with a lot of paid advertising budgets. Yep. Ariel was working with startup businesses. And even though they're kind of similar, they were also on completely different paths. Yeah. Mm. And mm -hmm. We did not know how to navigate that at all and like we didn't realize it but there was this festering wound that just got deeper and deeper and deeper between us as we would work 12 hours if or not if not more in our wow. respective businesses yep. and all of a sudden we had tension we had friction we had confliction yep. and after we talked about business for like i don't know the 18th hour straight one day we kind of recognized like oh we're in a really bad place like mm. we don't have any intimacy anymore we don't have yeah. any, like, this is not the dream life that we thought. And yeah. actually, Judy, if we could be honest, we, part of me wondered like, oh shoot, did we screw up? Like, did mm. we screw up for, for getting married? Mm. Now I will say I've never, ever once considered divorce, yeah. but here's what I did consider. I considered the fact that maybe in order to make a marriage and a business work, you had to get rid of one. Like, you had well, to sacrifice first of all, Thank you for being honest, because that is a question that is like out there, like internally. So you verbalize that or bringing it out. Thank you for being that transparent. I oh, mean, of course. Um, it, I think that's just it's very common. Like, did I do the right thing? Yeah. <laughs> did we do the right thing here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was the thought. And, and we thought like it was also screwed up our minds, too, because we we're like, man, we were able to grow businesses like mm. like we were very successful at a young age. All glory to God. But we couldn't make this work. Like, what is going yeah. on? Mm. Um, so so what ended up happening was we we thought we had to make a choice of either sacrificing our marriage for our business or mm. sacrificing our business for our marriage. And we're like, both of these options suck. Like yeah. these, like, these are not good options at all. Yeah. Um, and I remember just like praying to God about this and, yeah. you know, this whole time, here's something else transparent, Judy. I, the whole time, a lot of the conflict we were having is I really, really wanted Ariel to just be like my assistant or something. Yeah. Crazy. I was like, man, you know, I already have this successful business. Your business is successful, but like mine's more successful. So you should yeah. just be my assistant. And, and I was going to say, Judy, going back to, to trust, I mean, this is what that caused a lot of um, tension and, and distrust between us because, you know, for so long, we felt like we were each other's biggest fans. Yeah. And then mm. suddenly there was this tension where I was like, I don't feel like you believe in me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you would rather me do something else. So therefore there was like this, this, um, this conflict of where do we actually go from here? And what, what does mm -hmm. this actually look like? So yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I I want to, um, I know y'all are, you know, really have a strong faith, strong Christian faith. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, because there's, there's folks that maybe feel this role, like the, you know, okay, you've got to make a choice. Did, first of all, I'm curious if you sought any counsel mm. on a spiritual level or even with, um, you know, professional therapist at this point and what kind of advice that good, bad, or ugly mm -hmm. did you receive if you did? Gosh, yeah. you asked the best uh -huh. questions. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I, so I will say I've always had mentors and coaches in my mm -hmm. life, uh, you know, really good men and women that have been able to, that have come into my life to help me navigate. However, in this specific season, interestingly yeah. enough, I did not have a lot of people that could help me manage this dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I didn't have anyone that could manage this A lot of people dynamic. that we trusted. 
Mm. Yeah, we didn't really have anyone because most of the people we knew had marriages that we didn't really aspire to or look yes. up to. So yes, but but to be honest, to answer that specific question, I did look up at the time <clears throat> a lot of like sermons, um, videos, pastors who were doing you know, studies on what it means to be a man and the biblical manhood, biblical womanhood. And I think a lot of that fed into my desire or my thinking that mm-hmm. the absolute right thing to do was to have Ariel be my assistant. Like I, this is my business. It's my vision. Mm-hmm. It's, I, you know, I'm going this direction so she can naturally follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that that's wrong in and of itself. Like I think for some relationships, yeah. Uh, we know many relationships actually where that works out very very well where you do have the man that is leading the business and the and the wife is there to support and that's totally and they both desire that that Mm -hmm. dynamic Mm -hmm. but for us specifically it became very apparent that the more i tried to push ariel into that Mm -hmm. the worse everything came became Mm -hmm. because not only was our relationship in turmoil (laughs) forgot to mention this our businesses also were completely plateaued at the time like we weren't able to move forward in any direction wow yeah yeah yeah, so I appreciate that. I think there's a lot of folks that try to fit into this mold. And we've been taught that there's like a, one certain biblical marriage roles. And it, what I've discovered, at least in my counseling practice over the years, it can really squelch one's giftedness, you know, for yes. women, especially, and a, yeah. a patriarchal way of being. So yeah. I didn't know if you felt any pressure you know, from your, your community, your Christian community, uh, um, uh, Ariel, I don't know if you felt pressure, Ariel. If yeah, that's said, a good hey, question. You're asking questions. Yeah. 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 yeah I so know. I will say like between the two of us, he definitely comes with a stronger, like faith-based background. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I had those roots, but I wasn't very educated in those roots. So mm-hmm. for me personally, I've always been a little bit more on the independent side. I've always been, um, like, I would say a leader in my own regard. Uh Um, So being with him um, and him coming from that strong faith background, sometimes there were less, less um, expectations placed on from him, but Uh more so like, I felt like because he was coming from that background, I should fit the mold of what he would want. Mm -hmm. So it was more my own projection of what I thought he would want. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that's how I felt during the time is more like, okay, am I actually what, he wanted when he decided to get married mm. and so that was more of the question I that, that i had on my mind yeah, I and that. and i i do want to share too this is not just in the christian community i think it's cultural as yeah. well i mean it's in our history that you know patriarch patriarchism i i don't know that's not a word but you know what i'm saying is like there's men are elevated and women are less than and we've come from a whole history of that so anyway i just thought i would ask about that because that's more yeah i wanted to see if if, you know your answers and thank you for sharing here's a quick pause for an important message when it comes to workplace and personal relationships many of these episodes give us insights into people's skills strategies and creating a healthy work culture as a speaker and retreat facilitator I also support organizations and companies. Go to my media page, judyspeaker.com, to find out how I can help. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn, Judy K. Herman. And now, back to our conversation. I wanted to see if, if you know, your answers, and thank you for sharing. Yeah, of sure. course. That, that yeah. definitely played a little bit into our story that, I mean, I know for, for you. Yeah, no, it really did. And, and I will say, too, the thing that, <clears throat> that kind of moved the needle for us 
was recognizing her giftedness and it came in the most unexpected yes. way. Cause like this whole time I was trying to figure this out and I'm trying to do what's right or at least what I think is right. Uh-huh. And you know, be the man and like have Ariel work for me. But what I found out is that being the man and having Ariel work for me are like, <laughs> they're like apples and oranges. They don't necessarily have to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of what we do is we, as a society, we will hear these these terms being thrown around and we'll try to like mass label certain terms to accommodate them to certain actions and behaviors. What I mean by that is like, I believe that you can absolutely be a man. You could be a leader of your home even and still support the giftedness of your wife. And that's essentially like where things changed for me. I remember being in our spare bedroom, praying out to God, trying to figure this all out. And for whatever reason, I get on my phone and I get on social media and I see a live video that Ariel was doing. And underneath this live video where like she was doing to promote her business were all these women that were saying, Ariel, like, thank you so much for sharing what you're saying. Thank you so much for the information. Like you've changed my life. And it, at that moment, I'm like, it, it's almost like God revealed to me, like wow. if I was going to take her giftedness and just put it into this little box and have her work for me, I would literally be restricting her impact for all of the people that she's here to influence. Like, wow. Period. And I remember that day so clearly because it was like a whole new paradigm shift. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I clearly don't understand this all perfectly but I ran to Ariel and I was like listen I'm sorry I'm sorry I I pressured you into the situation like there's got to be a way to support what it is that you want and what I want and but without compromising each other's dreams in the process yeah um and that's what birthed the whole idea of how do we make both things work how can we have your vision my vision combined together and unify towards a unified purpose where we're still like maintaining our own uniqueness, but going towards a unified direction. And then we just started walking down that path. We didn't really have anybody to show us that, but we figured out how to create schedules that aligned with each other. We've supported each other in each other's businesses. We uh, started going on more date nights to like rebuild the intimacy. We just started trying all these things. And after a while, like everything completely changed. I know for you, having that level of support is what really like, so, so let me ask you, Ariel, what yeah. was that like for you when you yeah. said, yeah. honey, I am sorry. Yeah. What was that? What was that like for you? Yeah. So um, it was, it was interesting because I almost didn't realize at that time how much of a weight it was mm-hmm. to feel mm-hmm. like I wasn't fitting into the box that I was quote unquote supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when he said that, it's almost like it hit me like, oh yeah, I have been, I've been feeling like I'm not good enough. And mm. the fact that, so it illuminated that for me, but it also showed me that like he was so genuine and like he was so like I could just tell that there it had shifted. And for that, for me, what happened is it, it felt like that weight was completely lifted. Wow. And it, like the friction that had that we had been feeling between our between us, but we couldn't quite explain really dissipated after that. Mm-hmm. Because for a wow. while I felt like I was kind of in my business driving with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake because I was like, well if I make this business successful, is it going to cause more tension between us? Is it going to cause more fighting? Is it going to cause, you know, am I not doing what I should be doing? And so, so not only was the weight lifted, but it also reduced the friction greatly between us because I felt like I could actually drive forward in my vision, but not feel like it was going to cause a divide between us. And as a result too, from a tangible side, that's what allowed Ariel's business to go from just a few clients at the time to just completely skyrocketed felt like she had that permission to do so exactly that is amazing that is amazing because 
it it's so it was a paradigm shift wasn't it i mean for both yeah. of you it sounds like it's not just like you're compromising or tolerating or giving in it's like just a whole shift in perspective yeah. Yeah. Totally. that made a difference now who was your mentors or did you all get <laughs> therapy i mean how in the world did you get this this um level of of insight at this stage yeah great question i was gonna say I don't know. personally i um you know i personally didn't have the best relationship with therapy. I had therapy a lot when I was younger because uh, my parents were divorced and things like that, but he did very much seek out mentors and yeah, like people to help him. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that poured a lot into our relationship as well. Yeah, but I mean, but if you're talking about this specific case, yeah. Judy, I don't know. Yeah. Like, to, <laughs> like to have the relationship awareness that we have, I just, that's why I just give glory to God so much because yeah. I feel like the closer I get to God, the more I understand his word, the more I'm able to grow, the more I'm learning to love Ariel like Jesus loves the church, the more I'm actually able to humble myself and recognize her giftedness. And I believe that as a man, um, one of like God, I do believe what God says like a hundred percent in the Bible. I believe it all. But one of the things too, is I, I majorly believe the Bible when it says, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Mm. And it, it goes on to say that he did, he gave up his life for her. He, he did what he can to wash her by the water of the word and make her everything that she can be. Mm. And that's how I look at it for Ariel. I like to be a man doesn't necessarily mean to be domineering and just like forcing other people to submit, because guess what? As why I tell men all the time, if you have to tell people to submit, you're not a leader. Period. Exactly. Like you're yeah. not, but, but what, what leaders do is they bring out the best of other people. And when I recognize, like, yeah. if I, if I truly love this person and I truly value what it is that they're here to bring the world, I want that out. I don't want to subdue that. Mm. I want to bring that out yeah. to the world. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. I think this is beautiful. We'll share, uh, you were going to share about how do couples get to that place of having a common purpose how do they get there and especially i'm sure with the couples you've already dealt with you've got sure. different personalities you've got oh, one yeah. that's outgoing one that's you know an introvert you've got not just different personalities different ways of seeing things and how do you help couples get to a that common purpose yeah so i would say that um first of all you know when you look at purpose and you look at the world around us everything has some sort of purpose right like you know um i used to be a marine biologist so i can very much look at ecosystems and see mm -hmm. how everything plays a part um and i think it the same is true for people and one thing that i think that we've found along our our journey and our process is that every person comes to the table with unique experiences, uh, worldviews shaped by their experiences, um, you know, passions, skills, talents, all of these things that they've developed. And all of those can play into their unique individual purpose. But what we found too is that it seems, at least for us, that everybody has their own unique purpose, but there's also a purpose for your union and your marriage. Mm. And so we found very, um, you know, when we were working together, not only did we each have separate businesses and separate visions for those businesses at the time, but we also felt like we were being pulled to do something together that was mm. different than what we were both doing separately. And mm. it didn't mean that we needed to sacrifice our individual callings. It was just what, what else is there that's a purpose for us together as a couple? And I'll let you, if there's anything you want to add. Yeah. Judy, maybe you can understand this, at least from my perspective. When we got married, we, yeah, like I said, we knew we had some sort of reason for bringing us yeah. together. And early on, I felt like we were called to do something 
together, but we didn't know what it would look like. I originally thought it was Ariel works for me. And you know, that was, that was just the wrong direction. It was like, kind of like taking a unknown and forcing my own agenda in there. Mm -hmm. But what actually the irony is, is that um, through all of that pain that we talked about on this podcast and navigating mm -hmm. those trials and learning how it works, that is actually how we did find our unified purpose together. Yeah. Uh, wow. Cause we asked, we asked this question and this is the question we would have couples ask yes. as well to answer your question. Mm -hmm. It would be this, how can we both contribute our individual strengths towards a unified goal? That mm -hmm. is the question. And it doesn't mean by the way, that you have to have the same business yeah. or the same job or, or whatever in order to, to do that. However, at the end of the day, a house divided cannot stand. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is we need to respect each other's goals and visions, yeah. but also find a way to aim both of those individual passions and goals towards a unified purpose. So that way we're both supportive of each other as opposed to competing against each other. Gotcha. Now, do they come out with some kind of a mission statement or something after going mm -hmm. and, and working with you or how, how does that even work? Well, I mean, working with us is it's, there's a lot to it. So we, yeah. we, we obviously help with the relationship side, but most of what we do as business strategists is we can show people how to go from zero to six figures, six figures to seven, seven beyond. We just know which levers to pull and we can yeah. help them manage that dynamic. But a lot, a lot of that comes down to getting couples clear and what they want in the first place. Yeah. So to answer your question, when we ask these questions, we really flush out what exactly this couple wants their life to look like. Not everybody wants a million dollar business and not every couple needs a million dollar business. But uh -huh. whatever the answer to that question is, it becomes a life statement and a hierarchy of priorities that they yeah. dictate and make decisions through so that when they're growing their businesses, they're not actually creating more tension in their in their relationship. They're actually knowing that every action that we take today is aimed towards where we both want to go. Yeah. So wow. just just to kind of take all that and kind of put it into like a system, what we do is we first we start by asking them like, what is it that you actually want? What does that vision look for your life? At least in the next three years, you know, things will shift and change as you grow. Uh -huh. But like in the next three years, where do you want to be? What does that look like? What does your lifestyle look like? What does your business look like? How much time are you spending together? Where are you living? All of those things. So we kind of start there. And then from there, we actually dive into, um, you know, okay, what would it look like for you guys to do that together? And we actually have them, um, like you said, we actually have them design, we call it a prior priority hierarchy, where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what are you, what are the priorities for you in order? And we get them to agree on those things. So mm -hmm. that way, it allows them to make decisions in the day-to-day -day life that are in alignment with what they value and what they've deemed a priority. So for example, you know, for us, God is at the center. Additionally, then um, it looks like our relationship is next. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then our health and, or sorry, God, our health, our relationship, and then our business. And those are, in that order allows us to make decisions. So that way we're aligned and on the same page each and every day. Mm -hmm. That's great. So kind of like um, what Stan Tack, Dr. Stan Tatkin talks about in earlier episodes here, having like the, these principles of governance, so to speak. Yeah. What yeah. is it that you are about? What is what is, what is it that you will like absolutely die for, or, yeah. you know, what's, what's very uh, crucial in your relationship, but for couples to know that and to have this, this, this language and this understanding that's, I would say is hugely foundational yeah. to, to not just doing marriage, but doing business and marriage as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. And, and that's, that was one of the things that we stumbled upon through trial and error, trying to get ourselves on the same page Yeah, because we were constantly guided by this question. How can we have both a thriving 
business and a thriving relationship at the same time where none of us have to feel like we're compromising. And that mm. was one of the exercises we came about. Yeah. And what we found is, is that once we navigated this ourselves, that's when our intimacy came back. That's where our business mm. revenue took yeah. off. That is where we just felt more unified. And, and even to this day, we feel stronger today than we ever did. Yeah. And oh, just sweet. stepping into this space just naturally started attracting other couples to us who are asking us like, how do you guys do what you do? How do you yeah. maintain having businesses that are thriving and you have a successful marriage and you're so young, like how do you figure all this <laughs> stuff out? And we had the opportunity to customize strategies for couples all over yeah. the world today with couplepreneurs and helping them grow accordingly. Well, I totally believe what you're doing. And if, and I'll also like you two kind of remind me of, um, I don't know if you've read any of Gay and Katie Hendricks's books, but they are, they were earlier on the earlier podcast about conscious loving okay. and a conscious loving ever after, but they had been married, I don't know, over 35 years or at a wow. different stage of life than the two of you are, sure. but to have this kind of energy now is kind of now, like when I'm thinking about that conversation I had with them in an earlier podcast, I'm just imagining this is the kind of flow, so to speak, like you're honoring each other, you're on the same page, yeah. you're being creative, you're in your genius zone, and life can be in this flow. So that's kind of what I'm hearing from you, mm. uh, Ariel and Kyle, that once you had this, this vision, and purpose really defined and really honoring each other there there's this natural intimacy and flow to your relationship yeah yeah um one thing that i believe it's sam ovens who's a big uh, business strategist but what he says is uh there's no such thing as, as business problems. You have personal problems that show up in the business. Mm. And we found that to be so true that like when our businesses are struggling, when we feel a lack of clarity in our business, it's because something in our personal life or our relationship is, is clouding that. And so wow. when we solve those problems, you know, anything that any tension or friction in our relationship, we see the results, not just in our relationship, but also in our business too. And vice versa. When we, yeah. get, when we have that locked in and when we are on fire for each other and for yeah. what we're doing today, we feel like an unstoppable force. Yes. We know that wow. God's, God brought us together. God has a purpose for us. God is leading us and in, in walking with us yeah. step by step. So who can stop us? You know, that's, that's beautiful. It's almost like what I'm hearing is like, the business is, is kind of your thermometer, so to speak. It's a tangible way because mm, if you like are going to succeed in business you're and, and the personal things like the limited beliefs and some things are going to show up, but it's, it's really an opportunity for transformation and for awakening, yeah. uh, which is, I, I see my profession as, as a therapist. And of course I'm more business-minded and entrepreneurial yeah. than most therapists, but, but I see that it's a profession with which requires continual self-awareness, continual yes. growth. Yes. So I think that's great that you two are doing this at this stage in your life. I mean, that's really amazing and helping so many others do this. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Judy, I want to add to what you just said there. Um, one of the things, first of all, I, I very much believe that self-awareness self -awareness is something that I very highly value. I think it's mm. Because it's what leads to self responsibility. Um, and that's what allows you to create change in your relationships when you're willing to own your part. Um, mm. But what's so interesting to me is like business is essentially, I like to say, like the ultimate personal growth test. Mm. <laughs> I 
Absolutely. It will pull everything out that you have ever brushed under the rug and you have to face it head on. And especially when you're doing that with your partner, there's a lot that can come up. But again, it's it's very worth it because you you shift, you grow very quickly and you're growing in the same direction, whereas a lot of people tend to grow apart. So entrepreneurship mm-hmm. gives us that opportunity to be growth minded, but also to be growing in the same direction, which we're very, very blessed. Yeah. And that's beautiful. For. I see, I see relationships and I've even written about this in my book. I've gotten some pushback with people that may disagree with me, but it is that marital relationship that can show you things that you would not otherwise be able to see like this day in and day out daily grind of life, doing business together uh, and, and just living with another human being yes. long term, <laughs> it'll show you your blind spots and, and, and it'll help you to grow in ways that it may not be possible in other types of relationships. So I'm all oh for God. believing that relationships are mirrors to our souls and those intimate relationships certainly are. Yeah. yeah. Who would ever but. disagree with that? I'm sorry. <laughs> like that is, that's so true. And it's like, actually, this might sound crazy, Judy, but we even see that as like a strategic business advantage to yeah. be a hundred percent honest with you. We know if we, and, and, I've, and anybody listening and watching this, like if you know you have blind spots, which we all as humans do, like mm-hmm. it is actually a gift to have someone that can call those out in you and can yeah. see those things. Like we all have blind spots. And once you face that reality, then you ask, have to ask the question, okay, like, am I willing and humble enough to listen to other people to tell me what those yeah. blind spots are? And yeah. for us in business, that's like our secret, secret weapon. I know my blind spots. I think I do. Cause she's able to call them <laughs> out. I, she, I'm able to show it in her, but Vice we're able person, to support yeah. it in such a loving way where we're able to like understand, you want to give some like tangible examples. Yeah. I'll give you some tangible examples. A, a blind spot of mine, for example, is like, I tend to, well, what's a blind spot? You I don't know. To... You unlocked something, Judy. No, because this is so exciting. And, and there's some is, therapy here. Yeah, this is exciting because it also applies to like, it's a it's also a business strategy yeah. for those that are courageous enough to go down this route. Like I know a blind spot for me is, okay, I know. Yeah. Uh, the way my mind is wired, like in business, I'm very, very quick to pivot and innovate. Like That's like how my mind is wired. It's very, yeah. very innovative. It's creative. It's always like seeing two to three years into the future and it can make decisions now based on what happens in the future. Yeah. Uh, so therefore a blind spot of mine is staying at something that is proven long enough in order to see the full fruits and fruition of what I'm currently doing. Mm. Now, luckily I'm married to someone who used to be a scientist who can call <laughs> that out when I'm making sometimes like very irrational jumps between, okay, this person said this, so let's pivot and go this way. Or this person yeah. said this, so let's pivot. And I, I would say that I actually trust her to balance me out on that. Yeah. I used to like get angry. I'm like, what the heck? No, we need to pivot. We need to go. We need to move. And she's yeah. like, well, no, have you considered this and this and this? And now I can trust that she's essentially like, she's like the kite string that holds me back from like just flying all over the place. Oh my goodness. That, that analogy, well, I guess just a couple episodes ago, use that very same analogy. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Yes. That's great. Well, all right. I'm going to try to wrap this up. I could spend some more time with you too, but how can folks get in touch Mm -hmm. with you if they really want some help with their relationship and their business? How can they get in touch? 
Yeah. So the best two places I would say is um, Instagram. We're active on Instagram. So Instagram.com slash couplepreneurs mm -hmm. underscore official is our handle. Okay. Um, and then we also have a Facebook group full of other entrepreneur couples because not a lot of, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, as you might know, Judy, sometimes it could feel a little lonely. Not a lot of people really understand you as an entrepreneur, Yeah. but especially when you're an entrepreneur couple, you know, we want, we wanted to bring a community together where people can actually like connect, get to know each other, do business together, et cetera. So um, our Facebook group, um, if you go to like Facebook, it's, um, and you go into the Facebook search bar, it's called successful couples in business. That's our All Facebook right. group. And we'd love to connect with people there. Okay. I'll, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Kyle and Ariel. You all are, you are such a precious couple mm. and thank you for the wonderful work you're doing and keep up the good work. Thank yes. you so much, Judy. Thank you for having us, Judy. Thank you. Wow. What an amazing partnership that Ariel and Kyle showed us. I was energized in our conversation for sure. And if you're like me, you're feeling some inspiration right now. Here's my takeaways. Number one, it's the tension, friction, and conflict that gets our attention that something needs to change. Shifts in our thinking, beliefs, and perspectives are necessary for partnership. Number two, questions we ask are so important. I love it how Kyle asked, how can we both contribute our individual strengths toward our unified purpose. And number three, to be an unstoppable force as a couple requires continual self-awareness and self-responsibility. And then allow your business to become the ultimate personal growth test. What resonated with you? Be assured that I read every comment from those who share their takeaways by filling out the form on the website, betterrelationshipsbetterlife.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And next week, we'll hear from Natalie Hoffman, who helps us make sense of a confusing marriage. In the meantime, please share, subscribe, rate, and comment in the streaming platform of your choice. Next time on Better Relationships, Better Life.